The following presentation is brought to you by the Realm Network. Hey, it's Chris Jericho. You're listening to the Rough House Podcast featuring the sexiest beast in all of Maryland and surrounding areas, the illustrious Chris. And Marty. The opinions expressed in the Rough House Podcast do not necessarily reflect those of the WWE, Lucha Underground, Impact Wrestling, Ring of Honor, GFW, are they even still a thing? MCW Pro Wrestling, CZW, Nads Flappy Sack, Marvel Studios, Kellogg's, Frisky's Cat Food, Ted Turner, Jameson Irish Whiskey, Fruit of the Loom, Hershey's, Samsung, Amblin Entertainment, Groundskeeper Willie, or the cast and crew of The Walking Dead. Since the dawn of mankind, those in professional wrestling have turned to the Pro Wrestling Podcast to gain insight into how to do their jobs, how to create angles, develop new characters, and create fiery feuds with which to capture an audience's attention. What better group of individuals than basement dwellers on internet purchased microphones to guide the hand of a multi-million dollar industry? We're proud to present one such podcast courtesy of the Realm Network here at the Rough House where black people and white people watch wrestling and Hispanic people too and all people. I don't remember the words. You know, come on, come on, come on. Let's get it all. Move through the music. Play the music. Yeah. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Rough uh, House Podcast. Uh, yeah, once you started your, your little version of the uh, early 2000s Raw theme by... Was that Union Underground? Was yes. that their name? Top yeah. marks to you, my friend. The Union Underground. The uh, the the Wish version of Power Man Five Thousand, <laughs> which itself was the Wish version of Rob Zombie. Yes. So, yeah. You it, know, it was Rob Zombie's younger brother, right? It was Spider One. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That that yeah. was his legal name, of course. Yes. Yeah. 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 Spider uh, One Zombie. The, the, yes, the, the zombie parents were uh, notorious with terrible names. Uh, anyway, hi, uh, I'm Marty. And I am Christoph, and, and thank uh, you for tuning in here. 196, I believe oh, we're boy. at. Oh, boy. 196. It's, it's almost as if we were getting close to a monumental number, and we're we're mentioning the numbers for a reason. I, I don't, don't understand know. what you're talking about. Yeah, haven't the faintest idea. Hi, everybody. Welcome. It's been another week in ProRes, and <laughs> Chris. Not, a busy one. Not not the best week for, for anyone. Um. Uh, and, and, and it's, it's hard to say where, where to start, uh, because if you had asked me Wednesday afternoon, Mm -hmm. what I thought the top story we talk about this week would be, it would be, uh, retribution, uh, getting signed, getting signed and getting terrible names. Uh, but then, then, uh, COVID, uh, reared its ugly head, took a bunch of people off of AEW, took a bunch of people off of NXT, Mm -hmm. um, Apparently, positive tests abound in both companies, and surprise, surprise, it, it's also because uh, they all hang out and date each other. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, uh, it's it's a bit of a situation there. Yes, yeah. Well, Florida, Florida in itself, yes, is, it, it, a it is a bit of a situation. But I will also say the sitch that exists, and and it sounds like the 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 focus of this. So uh, for for those who were unawares. 
uh, there were positive COVID tests for the NXT roster, including apparently a coach or two. Uh, names not out there officially. There, there are some people who have come forward and and said themselves they have COVID. Uh, in the case of Chelsea Green, uh, she's had it. She's over it. Uh, in the case of Lance Archer, he says he has it, uh, and he pulled himself off of um, uh, this week's Dynamite. Mm-hmm. Uh, which switched up the card, and we'll talk about that when we get to our, our Dynamite recap. Uh, uh, Serena Deeb recently signed to AEW. Uh, she had to pull herself off of what's it, UWN or whatever the weird NWA pay-per-view thing is. She had to yeah. pull herself off of that because she was exposed to COVID. And looking at NXT this week, I think there's a handful of people uh, specifically looking at the tag division because they did this weird... Uh, uh, mixed tag partner tag match to right. build to a title shot uh, for a week from today. Uh, and, and apparently NXT folks are no longer allowed to be on main roster shows. Um, like they're, they're going to literally quarantine them all to, yeah. to full sale on the PC. Uh, it, it's not a great look. And uh, at, at the same time, you had people who aren't officially signed like Ben Carter who had, up until his announcement on Wednesday that he had COVID, probably the best week of his career lined up. Yeah, um, yep. just it's uh, Alex Zane who has been on the New Japan USA shows. He also says he has COVID. And uh, what's happening? Uh, well, uh, Warrior Wrestling still running. Uh, IWA Mid South is still running. Uh, GCW the collective uh, is yeah, still on. GCW yeah. is running their collective show in a few weeks in Indiana and they've got a fucking show headlined by John Moxley <laughs> like that this isn't good Chris this is very bad no one's learning from what's happening it's almost as if having a bunch of people in a small confined space breathing and sweating on each other is a bad idea in the in the realm of a global pandemic who would have thought it's not great it's not oh oh and 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 how soon i forget this uh word is that WWE once their their stand at uh, the Amway Center in Orlando is up at the end of the yes. month, they want to travel. That is the stupidest thing I've heard in the past six months. And I've heard a lot of stupid shit in the past six months. Even the NFL has like only a handful of teams that have people there. Yeah. And and that that's that's the biggest sport in America. I, I, I think easily. it's easy to say. Yeah. Even they, out of 32 teams, 32 arenas, 32 cities, or sorry, not arenas, stadiums, yeah. only 30, have... Well, a couple teams share stadiums, but... Still. Fair point. But still, even they are going, you know what? Not all of us are going to chance this. WWE, though, ready to be there at the front line. Well, it's a hoax. So, <laughs> well, fair. you know. Fair. <laughs> it's just, I don't... Do you imagine Vince and uh, and 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 POTUS just like sending texts at 3 a.m. because <laughs> they're both insane and neither one sleeps and, you know, they're just talking about the glory days and how it's a hoax and, and how they're going to continue to ruin the world? I I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't know if 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 they have that level of intimacy, by the way, for those of you watching the video version available on Patreon, you can see Chris's face uh, disappear while he drinks from his coffee mug. Um, so that's a that's a fun that's a fun goof here. Oh, there we go. Now, now we can see it. Um, anyway, uh, <laughs> sorry, I'm having fun with it now. You're going to distract me with this, which is great for an audio pod. Yeah. Um, it's 
it's just a goddamn mess. And, and in particular, the part that is so strange to me. All right. WWE has TV contracts. Yes. So lucrative, TV lucrative contracts. TV contracts. AEW has a lucrative TV deal. Impact mm-hmm. has a lucrative TV deal. I can understand. Well, they own a station. They own the station. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, anyway, they have TV deals. It pays yeah. the money. It keeps the lights on. As much as I can sit here and clutch pearls and hem and haw about should they be doing live events during a global pandemic, blah, 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 blah. I can understand the justification from a business side, especially if you are quarantining the roster, if you're quarantining uh, fans, if you aren't allowing them to physically be there. Um, In the case of an indie show, like what they're doing with the collective. Yeah. What fucking overhead do these companies have where they need to run shows? I, I, I don't know the answer to that. I can't imagine it being much. Yeah. Like I, I, it's not as if, okay, even, even thinking locally MCW, I can see the argument. They, they own their arena. They own their, it, it's their arena. It's their, 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 um, training location all of that there there's an overhead for that every month yeah 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 or, or rent renting it from the flea market or whatever right it whatever it is there's there's an overhead yeah yeah if, if i'm a gcw if i'm a warrior wrestling if i'm a if i'm an iwa mid-south if i'm any of these companies beyond maybe a monthly storage cost to keep yeah. my ring somewhere mm-hmm. why the fuck am i running a show well, I mean, I will say from what I've seen, Warrior Wrestling seems to be doing it the best. Big asterisks on that one. It uh oh. All right. Well, from from what from what I knew, yes, it was outside and fans were kept separate from each other. They and... they are and were to a degree because you can see the photos of those shows if you look up the past few weeks of Warrior yeah. Wrestling shows. That that's a, a a big super indie in Chicago that uh, is actually a fundraising tool for like a Catholic high school. Which is uh, weird, but okay. Very, very, very weird, but it is what it is, and apparently they pay everybody really well, and, and the shows are meticulously booked to the point where, like, you know, you show up and you have an itinerary of, like, you need to be here, your match is from here to here, you're, you know, this person goes over, like... Do you, I, do you think the uh, the Catholic priests have little peepholes in the <laughs> locker rooms at, uh, at where they're doing the warrior wrestling shows? I wouldn't be shocked, but but they they want to get it. They want to glimpse a little war horse, <laughs> but mini but, horse. But what Sebastian. they've done is is they they're running shows on a football field, a high school yeah. football field. So the seating arrangements are all spread out. Here's where the problem comes in. They're doing meet and greets. Oh, I mean they're they're doing fun. physical meet and greets with fans at the show. Look, there are ways to still do that. Um, so, you know, I, I get that the, these guys are indie guys. They make a lot of money from selling merch and, and meet and greet and photos and stuff like that. You can still do that. Have everybody keep a mask on and then have plexiglass to separate the in the between. Definitely so not what's happening. So there's not any uh, any contact or breathing or anything. They take their masks off for the photo. Boom. Everybody's happy. 20 bucks exchanges hands no, or Venmo no, or Cash App or Zelle. We're in, or we're in full uh, awkward hover hand photo situation. Yeah. Yeah. That's it, not a good idea. No, it's very bad. And and considering how many people who had COVID had been on recent Warrior Wrestling shows, clearly didn't work out great. Because, like, 
AEW has now they're they're doing a double testing standard, not just a single testing standard. Yeah. Like if you've noticed on AEW shows, everyone wearing their little plastic wristbands, it's because mm-hmm. of how they're being tested. Now they're being double tested. They're being asked to get a test during the week. Yeah. And before then they, they get come. T- yeah, before they come, and then they get tested at Daly's place. Which yeah, and is, if and if you you know if you don't pass that test, you don't get in the venue. Exactly, exactly, and but right, do they all go to the same hotel? <laughs> they do, Chris. Are, are they on the same flights? They are. Are they sharing rental cars to get from one place to the next? Probably. You know. Yeah, there's, and none of it's perfect. I'm, I will be the first to sit here and say that none of these are perfect solutions. The perfect solution would be no one does anything for two months and we just restart. Like if we did it right now, we just start life anew in November, which is everybody sits at home for two months with our doors locked and that's it. But that's not reality. And I get that. Or the perfect situation would be to have a society that is uh, smart and respectful and uh, knowledgeable about situations and, you know, Japan. Just be Japan. <laughs> Can we be Japan? You would hope, but we can't, um, you know, because uh, like we just li- cut off the south. and <laughs> Like and literally, I, I I saw some gifts from like the IWA show last night and he got twenty five. By the way, in front of a crowd of whopping 25 people, you got 25 dipshits, most of which aren't wearing masks while deathmatch is happening in front of them. And I'm just like, this is awesome. Let's have let's have, you know, the fucking spooky gas from light tubes and blood and sweat and a bunch of fat dipshits without masks on just hanging out in the era of covid. Great idea. Totally worth it. (sighs) Yeah, it's 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 not good. And, And 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 the thing is, especially when you have companies like AEW and Impact that uh, and, and, and NWA for that matter where you have these talents who can work indie shows in addition to being on these television products like they're effectively their investments are risking that investment yeah every weekend and I don't understand why I, I don't I don't I don't grasp it, especially when you're like a Tony Khan and you're spending all this time with the wrestlers, but then also spending time with all these football players. Exactly. Exactly. You know, so yeah. The, the entire AEW staff here. was at the fucking uh, Jaguars game on yeah. on Thursday night. There, there was a, there was a bunch of photos that came out from that. One of my favorite photos that came out was, I guess, uh, Thursday was like uh, Hispanic Heritage Day or is yes. Hispanic Heritage Month. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not yeah, Hispanic, yeah, yeah. so I don't pay attention. But there was a bunch of like a whole group of the Hispanic um, AEW superstars taking a photo. And in the background of the photo is MJF, who's kind of given this look like these motherfuckers. Yeah. And I was like, ooh, MJF, what are you uh, what are you hiding in your uh, Jersey ideals there, bud? MJF not wearing a mask in that photo, by the way. Just want to he point that not. out. He was not wearing a mask. <laughs> Every, even people who, who had their faces shown, they had like a mask hanging off their ear. I mean. And I get it. They were all tested. They were all tested. Well, they were all tested and they've all, they're all kind of in the same pod right. group. But you know, it, it, but, it just, it yes, squicks me I, out, man. It, it squicks me out. And look, maybe, maybe this is the moment where the listeners are like, Marty needs to fucking calm down, but I just I don't get it. I, I, especially it, it is it is absolutely one thing for a WWE or an AEW or, or or these companies that have these needs to run shows. Yeah, 
That's that is a world of difference from I'm an indie promoter and I want to run a show like this isn't this isn't your bread and butter. At least I hope like I don't think anybody's getting a full time gig after running shows, you know, twice a month or anything like that. Yeah. And and if you want to sit there and say, like, well, what about all all the guys and gals on the indie scene? Yeah, I get it. They should be selling T-shirts and merch and being on Twitch or doing cameos or what the hell ever to to keep the lights on supplement the income yeah yeah and and i don't know it's just it, it makes me real uncomfortable that that it it is both the promoters and the fans that are being so brazen in the face of things that like even if you want to sit here and and, and tell me oh it's it's a it's a really bad cold or flu or what have you cool what about the studies that are saying like this is affecting people's hearts and people's lungs well after the fact yeah, they don't care about that. It's uh, science. It's especially science. especially in an industry where you need your cardio. Especially yeah. in an industry where we had a guy die at 60 years old this week, RIP Road Warrior Animal, and I have little doubt that he only made it to 60 because he was pumped full of all sort of steroids over the years mm-hmm. and his heart blew up. Like, yeah. I, I don't mean to speak ill of the dead, and I hope it, it isn't speaking ill of the dead, because, you know, you look at the Road Warriors, and those were two roided-up monsters. I fucking loved them, but that's yeah. what they were. And I don't I don't want to see a, a, a Lance Archer. I don't want to see a, a Ben Carter. I don't want to see an Alexander. I mean, I don't want to see any of these people take the wrong precaution and end up permanently damaged in some way well i mean maybe justin roberts will allow him to <laughs> and flip gordon <laughs> and especially flip gordon. at this point god that guy's such a dolt man that's a special kind of stupid is flip gordon anyway at, at, a, at a brisk <clears throat> 15 minutes of ranting are you, I, I, you, you put yeah. away the soapbox for I, the moment? I'm, I'm putting away the soapbox at the moment to get on another one <laughs> i think i think marty what you have to do is just this country's full of morons yeah that will never change, mm-hmm. and people are going to do what they're going to do because of uh, entitlement, and that's just it. You just you do you, let them do them. They're staying you're staying away from them, so you're safe. All you just just worry about just do you. You do yeah. you, boo. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. Well, what I thought was going to be the top story this week, ladies and gentlemen, T bar. Yes, retribution. Mace has officially signed the other guy. <laughs> we'll, we'll get into those names, but <laughs> Retribution has signed, quote unquote, with WWE and are now the the top heel faction on Raw. They've signed with Raw because they want to destroy it from the inside. And, it's so stupid on so many levels. And uh, we, we have... Uh, through the dumbest set of masks I've ever seen. By the way, I love the fact that the women don't get to have unique masks. Yeah. They have yeah. the exact same masks, and yep. it could not be clearer who they are. But yeah. you have uh, Dominic Dijakovic. You've got Shane Thorne. You've Is that got Mikey Nichols. <laughs> you no no no. It's not Mikey. <laughs> not Nichols. Mikey Nichols. Gotcha. You've got Dio Madden. Okay. You've got uh, Mercedes Martinez. Which mm-hmm. hey, good for her for getting on main roster. And Mia Yim. That was a short stint on the Robert Stone brand for Mercedes Martinez. Still in it, technically. Oh, okay. She gets to work double duty now. Good cool. for her. But you've got Dominic Dijakovic, who is now T-Bar. T-Bar. You've got 
Shane Thorne as Slapjack. Slapjack. Isn't there wasn't there an urban dictionary look up on Slapjack and it's something sexual? Yeah, you come in your hand and slap their face. Nice. (laughs) Uh, Dio Madden is Mace. Not to be confused with the rapper. And uh, it has not officially been announced. So, so it's not spelled with a dollar sign? No, 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 no. And, and they have not yet been announced uh, on TV as such. But Mia Yim uh, will be, uh, re- uh, sorry, uh, Reckoning. And yeah. Mercedes Martinez is Retaliation. So we've already lost the, the nomenclature of they're based off of weapons. Yeah. yeah so Reckoning okay. and Retaliation. Are aren't, aren't those subtitles to like action movies? <laughs> they are. They are. Yeah. It was G.I. Joe Retribution, I think. <laughs> I, I believe you're correct. And there has to be something subtitled Reckoning in the film world. So you have this group, which is this outside group, and they are attacking the performance center and they're beating it up and uh, literally beating up the building. Uh, and then they. Well, that was a different the, group. Uh, I mean, technically, physically. Yes. It was true, a different group true. because there were more than five. Yes, well, they're still more than five. Five point two uh, feet tall. They're they're still more than five. Um, uh, by the way, uh, my my favorite nickname for them in that period of time was Aces and Five Eights. Um, they're still more than them because at the end of Raw, uh, they the main event of Raw was uh, Retribution versus the Hurt Business. Yes, Hurt Business is. A heel stable, Face. but, but yeah. there were faces in this match. Um, sure. It went to a no contest because all the other retribution guys ran out and it was back to, you know, random dudes in ski masks, which I'm going to assume were not PC trainees because they're all banned now because of COVID. But nevertheless, nevertheless, there's still all these members of of retribution. But these five in particular. Have signed to WWE. And apparently because now they're signed WWE can't do anything to stop them, which doesn't make any sense. None of this makes sense. So these guys were clearly didn't they mention in a promo that they were fed up with being overlooked at NXT in the PC? Yes. So that right. Even though two of them are still on TV in NXT. Right. So that right there shows that they were already signed, already a part of the WWE universe as a whole. So that throws that one out. Um and if I'm trying to systemically destroy something from the inside, I mean, I guess from the if you're trying to do it from the inside, you have to get signed, I guess. Um, the only comparison I can think of, because it's it's kind of what they were supposed to be. This would be if Antifa people decided to become Republicans. It just doesn't make sense. It just. Well, you know, that's where this idea came from. A hundred percent. A hundred percent where it came from. It's and and God bless Dijakovic and Dio Madden for trying to do as much as they can on Twitter to salvage this. But yeah. you're not going to shitpost your way through it. You are not going to make it work. That I, oh, man. I, 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 I admire it. I, I mean, I admit I rolled my eyes at first when Dijakovic was just straight ripping Bane lines. Yeah. Um. But, it, you know, it got to a point where uh, T-Bar said the only person they're going to to uh, leave untouched is X-Pac because they like the, the way his name worked. <laughs> and um, 
and X-Pac replied to it with something like, hey, whatever you need. And, and Mace or Dio Madden replied, give us the X-Factor theme, which <laughs> I, I part of me enjoys. But like this is not going to make them top guys on Raw. It's not. No, well, look, a a, uh, a dangerous, um, you know, guerrilla military group invading your show and they're they're trade they're trading barbs and 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 slap happies on twitter i mean that's not really you know like actions you know you want to yeah. i want to see them be- have them beat up people you know uh going to their car or something in the most dangerous amway center parking lot attack uh, we've ever seen not not uh not you know uh calling out chris jericho for spreading covid at a sturgis rally right um, right or 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 talking about how you know uh i i saw some back and forth where where t bar said to a fan like um you know I, i'm sure your 20 followers appreciate your hot aew takes and it's like okay that is that funny yes but at the same time, is, is is this going to make them elite top no. heels? No, 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 it's not. No. And and uh, by the way, if if you would like your official Roughhouse uh, Marty Day prediction, and uh, the the Patreon folks will be able to uh, put put this together probably a bit quicker. Um, so at the end of Raw. When they had, you know, the big schmas with the Hurt Business and Retribution and then more Retribution guys ran out, um, yeah. you know, from the crowd and, and all of that. Uh, Drew McIntyre, he he let a bunch of the raw faces out. You know, they all brawled. Then Randy Orton came out and looked like he was going to even the numbers and said he chose to RKO uh, McIntyre because they have their match at the pay-per-view on Sunday. Yeah. Randy Orton's going to be the leader of Retribution by the end of tonight. That's my theory. Is there a pay-per-view tonight? Yes. Clash of Champions is this oh. evening. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, to circle back to the Twitter bit, uh, first of all, T-Bar, number one, engaging with CM Punk is never a good idea. No, no, terrible idea. Never a good idea. Uh, number two, he did pop me this morning, did T-Bar. Uh, there was a quote from Eric Bischoff uh, saying that the storyline sucks, <clears throat> to which T-Bar replied, Thank you, at E. Bischoff. You're a huge inspiration for Hashtag Retribution. We, too, aspire to one day destroy a billion-dollar wrestling company and bury it under fiery wreckage. That was a choice tweet. Yes. I have to I have to give credit where credit is due. Yes. That one popped me hard. That was yes. a good one. Yes, and, and, and the thing is that can be taken both uh genuine you know in a genuine way and a disingenuous yeah. way so sure so well yeah. ex- excellent shade thrown still not gonna make you a main event guy still no. not gonna work out no. but yeah did he's he's one he was one of those guys that didn't need some kind of hokey gimmick to do this no no like none of them do they literally could be themselves eh. they, they uh, shane thorne's kind of wallpaper paste well, fair but like <laughs> we sold this work with nexus yeah. And I would go so far as to say that they are at least take out the Daniel Bryan because God knows he got taken out early on because he choked Justin Roberts in the moment that Chris and thinks about regularly. wouldn't want to. Yeah. Yes. I jerk off to that moment. You, you take that out. I would dare say that this group is equally as talented as the Nexus group that remained. So all right, so your your uh, your Wade Barrett is Dijak. Yes. Um. So your let's see who else we got. Your Dio Madden is Ryback? some hybrid of Ryba- Ryback and Michael Tarver. 
<laughs> Who's Michael Tarver? I don't even remember Michael Tarver. Michael Tarver. That Darren, that's not Darren Young. He, he was, he was, Darren yeah. Young was in Nexus. Darren too, Young right? was in Nexus. Also, Michael Tarver was the guy with the uh, T on his bandana. He he did not last very long post. Do not remember him. Nexus. And then there's um, Heath Slater, who I guess is Shane Thorne. Yeah, because he's just there. Although, look, I will say Heath Slater's definitely better than Shane Thorne. But I'm just saying when you look he's at overall kids. power rankings, I think it evens out in the wash. Like, you, you could make them as formidable. I mean, at the same time, uh, Keith Lee joining them would have been cool. Like, him and, and Dijakovic wrecking shit. Like... I don't know. It's just so. So who's the John Cena who who squashes the whole group before they get a chance to to come to come? Uh, Probably come Randy Orton. Probably. Probably. You just Randy. said he was going to be their leader. Yeah. He'll he'll end up turning on them and squashing all of them, too. Like I the, the, there's clearly no want to make them worth a shit. Fair. Beyond the fact that, you know, they got pushed as like the top thing on Raw this week. But it's just with their own theme song. Yeah, yeah, that's the other thing. Why do they have a? Because uh... they got signed, and, and, and they have the you, same you gra- that contract. And they have the, the CFO, same graphics oh, no, they the did. Yeah, they have the same graphics they did when they were, you know, invaders or whatever. Uh, it's just which so... invaders shouldn't have graphics. It's so dumb. It's so dumb. Also dumb. Uh, Alexa Bliss is Harley Quinn full on now. She just is. Okay. Yeah. Is she still? Uh... She still. She's... Still falls into a weird trance. Lights go red. Hits people with Sister Abigail. We is is the fiend involved in this at all, or is he's popping is, up is on he... video screens? But that's that's about it. They have not physically interacted. Like popping up in one of the Thunderdome screens in the background, All, like across the 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 screens in the background, like for his entrance, that type of video they're they're doing, and also on the Titan Tron. See, I think it would be more clever that whenever. Uh, Alexa Bliss is doing this sort of thing. One or two of the little Thunderdome yes. people, yes, pop up to be the fiend. I am amazed the restraint they've shown in not doing that yet. Man, it's right there, guys. Yeah, yeah. But I, I still have to give credit where credit is due. The fucking Jay Uso Roman Reigns angle continues to be one of the most entertaining and intriguing angles on my television, coming from that company every week. Really great promo uh, battle this week between the two of them about how. You know, uh, Jay's like, look, for, for years and years and years, there's there's been this Samoan heritage, and I've always been stuck and, you know, believed to be a tag guy and this one guy. But he's like, I, I, I want to be you, Roman. I, I, I want to be the top guy. I, I want to, you know, bring pride to my to our family. I want to I want to be who you are. Mm-hmm. And Roman's whole thing is like, look, you're good and all, but you're not taking my seat at the table. And it's this this great build. Like even Roman did a little Twitter promo this morning at like two o'clock in the morning. He was on the treadmill and just like he's just cutting this promo. He's like, I don't know what you're doing. Oos, you're probably sleeping. I'm training. You know, <laughs> I like it, it's this this awesome, like dry, cocky thing. I, I I fucking love Roman Reigns right now. I legit do. I'm 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 enjoying this guy. And and again. I know it was a a, a, a storyline I suggested as a joke weeks yeah. ago. Yeah. But this has legit been the most entertaining thing on WWE television all year. Like checks I, checks in the mail. They'll uh, <laughs> yeah, they'll, please. Yeah, twenty five bucks. I'll uh, take it. Signed and, by Vince McMahon. Yeah, no, it's just gonna be a, dis- a gift certificate to WWE shop. Oh God. <laughs> 
so you can pick up uh, I don't know what kind of drug they're selling now. Oh, I'll get it that WWE wine. Yeah, is that that's the, it's like a hundred bucks for the two pack. Yeah, of Undertaker and Ultimate Warrior wine. If yeah, taste yeah. the racism <laughs> <laughs> and homophobia in there. Yeah. It's, mm. it's it's the blue, blue lives, lives matter. matter. <laughs> <laughs> Bunch of fucking idiots. Uh, uh, shit, I was just gonna say something too. Uh, oh. Uh, Roman also mentioned this week that he was going to uh, ditch the vest and get new music. Yeah. As early as tonight, possibly. Yeah. So cool it's, a, it's it. a new day for Roman yes, Reigns. Yes, it is. If, if, if you will. <laughs> yes. Uh, but all, all in all, I'm I'm very, very excited to see how that plays out. That's that's literally the one thing and maybe the ladder match. Uh, there, there's a triple threat, match? yeah, triple threat oh. liar match for the uh, Intercontinental title between uh, Sami Zayn, <laughs> AJ Styles, and Jeff Hardy. Um, the the latter match and the Uso Reigns match are like the two things I actually would want to see on the card. Pretty much everything else is a, a match where people have fought on Raw or SmackDown and like they've lost, but they suddenly have a title shot. Like, it's, so you don't think Zelina Vega is going to pull off the victory over Oscar? <laughs> they put that shit on the pre-show. So no, no, I don't think we're going to have a title shot. Oscar's on the pre-show. Oscar's on the pre-show. Look, she got to be on, <laughs> on SummerSlam twice. So now she's on the pre-show. You think that's punishment for her YouTube channel being more successful? <laughs> I would not be shocked, but Chris, I think after uh, a lot of that negativity, it's time to jump in to some G1 action as we had not one, not two, but three separate nights of G1 action this week and uh, I, I think it's worth getting into all three of them. I, I've only seen nights three and four. I've not yet seen uh, night five, which was uh, in the wee hours of this morning. Um all pretty good shows, uh, especially tonight, from what I understand. Uh, but let's uh, do, do you want to go match by match or just sort of talk high level about each each? Well, uh... I mean, yeah. So night three was a block action. Yeah. Um, the block action kicked off with uh, Shingo versus uh, Jeff Cobb. Mm-hmm. It was really, really good. Jeff Cobb has uh, continued to really show what uh, what he's capable of. And I feel like this may be a big coming out for him but uh and mm-hmm. he picks up the the w over my boy shingo which crushed me internally yes. um but uh but Cobb really you know is, is is on his way up it was a really good match though uh not super long either which is which is nice i like i like short bangers you know yeah yeah which i mean this flat out was uh however it was followed up with uh probably easily one of the most skippable matches of the tournament so far okada over yujiro we saw a shit ton of this this year yeah no need to watch i i fast forwarded through this yeah there there wasn't really much to see in that match um okada goes over clearly although there was a point or two where i was like man they're really going to make okada go oh for 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 a little bit here um but he he pulled it out uh, we had then Taichi versus Suzuki yes. in a battle of uh, Suzuki Goon champions. Yes, and they spared no, uh, no no quarter to each other. They were yes. they were going pretty hardcore at each other, chairs and guardrails and and, and craziness. And uh, Suzuki doing the job for Taichi here, putting yeah. the, putting the boy over big. I do wonder if this means that Taichi will get a shot at the Never Title. 
if we're going to get a, a Suzuki Goon title match or I mean, look, every so often when our uh, champion gets pinned, we don't get that follow up, uh, yeah. especially if you lost to uh, Toro Yano. Uh, but uh, we'll see. I, again, uh, Tai Chi continues to surprise at times. <laughs> during uh the g1 climax true 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 but then we had uh willie Ospreay versus uh uh big tom yes uh, our stone pitbull ishii and this match fucking ruled yes now of course legally we are required to say uh will osprey is a big dumb idiot who did some very very stupid things however he's having a very good tournament so far and yeah. um this was uh very very good um that was my match of the night i gave that yes. four and a half yeah just just a tremendous match uh osprey is full-on heavyweight now not just because he's beefy as fuck but because he can hang with dudes like ishii and yeah um, i big beefy billy beats big boy yes Sorry, I ran out of bees. Yeah, Chris, Chris clearly did did not uh, write for a newspaper at any point. <laughs> <laughs> All about that alliteration, bro. But yeah, gets the hidden blade and the Stormbreaker for the win. Uh, and then the main event was a rematch of the uh, 2019 G1 Climax Final. Uh, it was Jay White against Kota Ibushi. I thought this was a really, really good match. Uh, yeah. Jay White's been on fire throughout the, the G1. Yeah. Um, and God, he's just such a great shit talking heel. I mean, to, to the to his opponent, to the crowd, to everything. But it, it definitely underlines how much by not being able to cheer and boo, just yeah. applaud. We're kind of losing, you know, great heel work here uh, yeah. in, in this tournament. It still comes across, though, you know, as much, you know, the stuff with Gato and the, the ref distractions and stuff like that. It, it's it's annoying but it's supposed to be, uh, right. you know, it's effective and I, it makes me hate Jay White even more, yes. um, which is, which is doing a good job, especially, you know, pinning Ibushi, who is yeah. a perfect specimen, but this was, this was really good as well. This was right behind. I gave this four and a quarter. So um, from, from that night, we're saying, check out, uh, uh, Ishii Osprey, Taichi Suzuki, and the main event of Ibushi and Jay White. Yeah, and if you have time, Shingo Cobb, if you yes. just want to see big, beefy boys bumping into each other, yes. which is always fun. I mean, in general, we, we would advise you watch all of this because it's sure. super fun. But we recognize everyone's got different amounts of time. Um, and then we had uh, on – what was that? That was Thursday? Thursday, um, yeah. Kind of a snoozer of a night. Oh, B-Block's kind of a snoozer to begin with. Right, right, right. <laughs> um, and uh, it kicked off with uh, Goto versus Sonata. Um a better Sonata match than we've seen at times throughout this year. Uh, but go to, we'll get that out of you. Exactly. Uh, but kind of short, like they went 11 minutes, yeah. which was a, yeah, a, a yeah, bit yeah. of a surprise. Godo ends up winning clean, um, yep. which again has to be kind of an upset here. Uh, and then that's yeah, not a Oh, and two. Yeah. And then that rolls right into Yano versus the ace Hiroshi Tanahashi. So what, what are you, what are your thoughts on this? I thought it was really fun and silly. Uh, it was very silly yes. uh, and pretty fun. Uh, I, I, I know a lot of people didn't really care for it, but it's so on brand yeah. for Yano. And it also is kind of part of the Tanahashi, Tanahashi doesn't have it anymore story that they're going through. So yeah. basically what happened is, you know, typical Yano shenanigans. They go to the outside. He uh, pulls out the tape. Um, but then uh, Tana takes the tape from him, blindfolds Yano with the tape. 
Yeah. He somehow gets his way back into the ring to avoid the count out and then majestically uh, just pulls the ref in the way so that he can give Tanahashi a low blow while blindfolded and then do a schoolboy for a three count. So Yano blindfolded beats Tanahashi. Yes. Yes. Uh, ridiculous. Absolutely fun. ridiculous. And then uh, after an intermission, we came back with Juice versus Kenta. Which, uh, while it was very stall-heavy in the front, I enjoyed the match by the finish. Yeah, Kenta uh, being a legitimate shit-kicker here. Yes, yes, as uh, Juice in his post-match promo revealed to the world that he got kicked so hard he shit his pants during the match. <laughs> Bless uh, you, yeah, uh, dear uh, Kenta. Now, I'm, I'm going to say something very controversial next. I thought the best match of this night was... <laughs> Evil versus Yoshihashi. The best of the night? I thought so. I you loved thought this that. Match. Was better than Naito and Zack Saber Jr. I thought there were times during Naito and Zack Saber Jr. It was going a bit long. Well, they were teasing the the. the I know draw. they were teasing the time the time limit, but even then. Oh, I'm I'm good. Okay, yeah, that's yeah. a hot take because I'm, I'm. I admit it's a hot take. Ooh, I mean, I look. I did enjoy. Much more than I expected to, Evil and Yoshihashi, like, which is I, something, not a sentence I expected to say. And and as we've discussed many times on the show, I tend to overrate a match that surprises me. Yeah. And I, I full on fall on that sword. But wow. I thought this was really damn good. And considering it had Yoshihashi in it and Evil, who's had since turning heel kind of an off year. Yeah. I was surprised by how much fun I had with this match. Yoshihashi brought the thunder. Uh, yeah, it was it was it was a really good match. It was. Uh, yeah. But it, in my opinion, not as good as the main event, which was Zack Sabre Jr. and Naito, which was uh, very, very good. Don't get me wrong. I, I came out of this wanting to see because I don't know if they they've done much at all with each other. And maybe I'm wrong here. Maybe my recollections poor. But uh, I don't I really remember, remember ZSJ and, and Naito mixing it up much before. And uh, there were some moments where, like, fucking ZSJ had babyface fire in a match where he was the heel. I know. <laughs> but uh, I, I thought he might actually pull it out. And it, it made me want to see uh, a double title match for ZSJ. Yeah, at, at least one of the titles, you know. Yeah. Uh, just, yeah, that, that match... And I, I don't think I had high expectations for it. I wasn't sure what kind of Nido we were going to get. And, you know, ZSJ is always fun, but, you know, uh, sometimes sometimes it doesn't click. But those two clicked hella well. And uh, I gave the I gave this four and a half. I really, really liked this match. It was it, it got me into it. Yeah. ZSJ with his clever reversals and submissions and even Nido pulling out some uh, some submissions, which he doesn't do super often. I love his full Nelson like leg lock thing mm -hmm. that he does yeah um that's that's awesome but yeah i i really really enjoyed that match highly recommend that and um you know i, I guess yeah i guess evil yoshihashi and juice kenta are the ones to not miss from night four yeah so just pick it up after the intermission and yeah. then uh, in the wee hours of this morning we were uh back uh at the kobe hall this is where uh just just for uh your knowledge chris this is where dragon gate runs their biggest show of the year every year Okay. Uh, just to give an idea of like the scale of different companies. Um, but uh, we, we were back to the A block. And uh, since I haven't seen it, Chris, I'm going to take your uh, word on these matches. We kicked it off with a match that on paper I probably could have been garbage. Uh, Taichi versus Yajiro Takahashi. I, I do not think it was garbage. Oh, um, okay. 
it was fun because basically they spent the I don't think it didn't go super long. I don't yeah. think it went more than 15 minutes. Um, but the, the majority of the match was them just trying to out heal each other, uh, going to the outside and, and, and using, uh, you know, shitty maneuvers and trying to cheat and stuff like that. So that's fun when you have the, the heel versus heel dynamic in there. Um, but Tai Chi, uh, Tai Chi pulls it out over Yujiro naturally, uh, as well. He should, yeah. uh, not, not, you know, not a must see match by any means, but the first part was fun when they were just being dicks to each other. Uh, up after that, we had uh, Jeff Cobb versus Minoru Suzuki, uh, which, again, didn't go super long, uh, but was really fun. You know, Cobb is really uh, doing his own, uh, you know, doing really well here. You had, you know, Cobb, an Olympic wrestler against uh, Suzuki, who, you know, d- did some legit MMA and is kind of a badass. So there's a little back and forth between the two. And then it got into the strikes and, and stuff like that. Um, but Gotch Piledriver puts... Jeff Cobb away. Suzuki picks up the W there. So Suzuki is, I think, one, uh, two and one at the moment. Mm-hmm. Then Kota Ibushi and Tomohiro Ishii. I mean, that that's that right there is a roughhouse favorite just on paper. Boy, howdy. This match was fucking dope. Um, you know how how Ishii, it's it's a perfect match for me because Ishii's just this tough uh, you know, hard hitting will absorb anything sort of thing. And Kota Ibushi has that point where he goes just completely blank faced and no sells everything and looks yes. like he's going to murder, murder you and your family. Yes. <laughs> it's one of my favorite things in pro wrestling. Uh, and this happened at a couple of times in the match and it was fucking awesome. Um, you know, a lot of, a lot of fun spots, a lot of back and forth, a lot of hard hitting, a lot of kicks. At one point, Ibushi like straight up punched Ishii in the throat. <laughs> I was like, "You motherfucker!" Yeah. Uh, yeah, definitely, definitely, highly recommend that. I went, I went four point seven five on that one. Damn. Uh, yeah. Damn. Chris loving that match, and then we had. I, I really did because I thought that was going to be my match of the night, and then I remembered. Up next was Shingo Takagi versus Willie Ospreay. Yeah, which was uh, our 2019 match of the year. Yes, it um, was. That's the Super Juniors yeah, final. That's the Super Juniors final rematched this time in the G1. Um, how was it, Chris? Amazing. <laughs> it's in one word. That, that's yeah. it. It was, yeah. you know, it was a, a, a uh, I don't know what the word is, um, uh, worthy sequel. To the to the prior match, right? Uh, it had everything. It had everything. I feel like Stefan right now. It had everything you wanted and more. Uh, <laughs> it had you know quick sequences. It had big reversals. It had top rope uh, or or avalanche uh, last of the dragons. It had yeah. uh, os cutters. It had uh, hidden blade attempts. It had everything you wanted. No shigamis. It, it had pumping bombers. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it, all the, all the special moves. Um, and, uh, Shingo gets his win back from last year, gets his first win of the G1 so far, thankfully, and hands Will Ospreay his first loss. Um, so I, maybe it's recency bias. Um, so I was watching this this morning, maybe like 830 and I was, I was laying in bed and I was just watching it on my phone. Uh, no, no sound, no nothing. Cause it's, you know. Japanese commentary so I could do without the sound and right. even even doing it like that like I was getting a little like my eyes were getting heavy not because it was boring but just because I was not fully awake and still laying sure, down sure. still a little tired 
But like halfway through this match, my eyes were like, oh, like straight <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. open. Yeah. And like I had this shot of adrenaline from watching this match. Um, hot take from Kristoff, five stars. Okay. And then we had our main event. Uh, the feud continued. Jay White versus Kazuchika Okada. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Look, uh, it, it, it was... Jay White ends up winning, by the way. Yeah, uh... Jay, Jay White wins, beats Okada again. Um, you know, a little bit of, of Gato interference as per usual here. Uh, I think the story of the G1 is, you know... Uh, Okada is not Okada. He's doing this money clip thing, and every t- you know, almost every time, you know, this money clip's not working. Yeah. So at a, at some point, he's going to have to ditch the money clip and go back to being the rainmaker. Uh, but he's been selling the lower back, and Jay White focused on the lower back, doing a lot of uh, a lot of maneuvers on that. Um, but Jay White's clean with the Blade Runner, uh, one two three over the rainmaker. So. Okada drops to what two? Oh, I was gonna say I've, I've got the full standings here. Okay, uh, as right. of uh, Sunday, September twenty seventh. Yeah, he's <clears> one and two. Shit. Yeah, we've got uh, the A block uh, tied for first, both three and O. Jay White and Taichi. Yeah. Uh, then tied for second with four points, two and one. That's Osprey, Abushi, and Minoru Suzuki. Suzuki, yeah. Uh, then tied for third with two points, one and two. One win, two losses. That's Okada, Jeff Cobb, and Shingo Takagi. And then tied for last with zero points, Tamahiro Ishii <laughs> and Yujiro Takahashi. Yeah, Tough well, times Takahashi you wouldn't have ex- you would expect Ishii. Be yeah, Ishii's three. a surprise, which makes me think Ishii's going to be someone's spoiler. Yeah, well, also I feel like Ishii should have been in Block B just to yeah. give B a little more juice. Yeah. Um, but also the matches that we're getting from like all of Ishii's matches so far uh, have been bangers. Yeah, so they're great matches. He just hasn't been able to pull it out. And then the B Block tied for first, all two and zero. We got Naito, Juice Robinson, and Toro Yano. Uh, then in second, uh, all one and one, Goto, Kenta, ZSJ, and Evil. And then tied for third, all with no points, no wins so far, Yoshihashi, Sonata, and Hiroshi Tanahashi. Tough times for the ace. Yeah, so uh, the next B-block action, I believe, is Tuesday night? I believe you're correct. Um, so, yeah, we'll, we'll keep an eye on it as uh, we're going to start seeing the separation of the, the haves and the have-nots. But hey, Chris... It's time to talk uh, NXT. As it's also we, tones of Corey Taylor in the morning. Yes. Thank you very much. As we've got a week from today, we've got another takeover. And this week on oh, NXT, we started to see that card come together. Uh, before I get into that, though, kind of some bummer news. Um, it sounded to me like uh, at least the way it got announced, it got announced during one of those NXT injury report videos. I thought this was kayfabe. It's sounding more and more like it's real. Tegan yeah. Knox back on the shelf with an ACL injury, her third in what three and a half years. Yeah, those uh, she got some bum knees. That's a yeah. that's a bummer for her. Um, you know, every time she gets a little momentum, something something sets her sets her off and takes her out of the out of the rotation here. So it's a bummer for her. Um, so yeah, she's going to be out for a little bit. Also uh, conspicuous by their absence, perhaps uh, some COVID situations yeah. here for for Wade Barrett and um, Vic Joseph. I think yes. also yeah they they were both gone. So it was uh, Tom Phillips and a uh, remote Beth Phoenix doing the uh, commentary. Mm, I mean, Beth is Beth. 
<laughs> Beth yeah. gonna Beth and, and Tom Phillips is fine. <laughs> like he, I he went he went to the Michael Cole School of Broadcasting. Yeah, so, exactly. You know, exactly. And that's that was the intention. Yes. So for that, he's good. Yeah, um, but the show kicked off with a uh, battle royal with the winner getting the title shot against Io Shirai uh, at TakeOver. And it's Candice LeRae who's going to be facing Io Shirai at TakeOver, which should be a very, very good match. Were there any fun um, entrants in there of, of people we may not have expected? Uh, not really. Uh, the um, the full uh grouping was um Aaliyah, Dakota Kai, yeah, um Casey Cottonzaro, Indy Hartwell, um Shotzi Blackheart, Blackheart yeah. Rhea Ripley, Raquel Gonzalez. They mm. ended up eliminating each other, so they're probably gonna have a match on the pre-show takeover or something like that. Yeah, it's it's uh nothing too shocking or surprising. Uh, but uh, we also found out that uh, we're going to have Damian Priest defending the North American title against Johnny Gargano, which could be a very good match. But <sighs> Johnny's getting a little washed, if I'm honest. <laughs> I, I, I I really genuinely enjoy and love Johnny Gargano. But like if this is his peak, I, I don't know, man. It's not it's not a great look. I don't see him being successful in the main roster at all. No, not at all. So it's like, I, I don't really know what they can or should do there. Um, but it's, it's not great. But what is really cool is uh, they had their uh, number one contenders gauntlet eliminator match. Uh, Aztec warfare. Yes. Uh, five man gauntlet match uh, between um, Cameron Grimes, Timothy Thatcher, Bronson Reed, Kushida, and Kyle O'Reilly and holy fucking shit, Kyle O'Reilly ends up winning it. So we're gonna have Kyle O'Reilly versus Finn Balor as the main event for the NXT title at Takeover next week. You called that too, didn't you? I, I said that I would love to see it. It was it was one of those things where like, hey, it'd be really cool if I didn't honestly think he'd have it. And uh, excuse me, I saw something online. This was his first singles win since 2018. Well, yeah, because he's pretty much exclusively known in NXT as a tag team wrestler. Exactly. So. I mean, Kyle's awesome. He's yeah. He's a hell no, of a worker. I, I'm with you. I was. Him and I was Finn a big fan of be the a great match. Um, I mean, even before Red Dragon, you know, the yeah. uh, uh, him and uh, Davy Richards mm -hmm. uh, tag team, whether the American Wolves, or something um, like that. Was that uh, them? No, no. American Wolves was uh, Davy Richards. Oh, Eddie and Edwards. Eddie Edwards. Wasn't wasn't KO on the tag team? With the... Uh, uh, KO. He definitely hung with that crew, though. Uh, I can't remember if they had a, a tag team name, but they had a feud as well, uh, which was maybe pretty I'm, good. Maybe I'm just making shit up in my head. Um, but Kyle O'Reilly also had a hell of a singles run in New Japan, uh, including a great match with Kushida uh, at Best of the Super Junior a few years back, which I highly recommend. Um but yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing Kyle in this spot. I mean, it's a surprise pick for sure. You know, I I would have well, thought Bronson Reed probably. You know, if 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 I had to guess based on recent booking, but it's pretty dope. It's a uh, it's fresh, which yes. is good for the brand. Yeah. Um, so that's good, and I feel like they'll get to Bronson Reed eventually. You know, as cool as it is, I don't see a lot of um possibility of ko winning this yeah to be honest yeah um but you know good for him getting a title shot yeah and also on the card uh, announced because um it, it led to his uh, elimination from said gauntlet uh it's gonna be kushida versus known child groomer velveteen dream 
Well, they looked into that and they didn't find any credible uh, credible uh, evidence as to why they should discipline somebody for that because uh, they didn't look into it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Very bad, not good. But hey, you know what is good? Dynamite's good. Let's talk about Dynamite, Chris. And uh, it was a very, very big week for Dynamite because uh, not only did we have uh, the main show on Wednesday, but we had a special late night Dynamite on Tuesday night. Uh, They said 10 p.m. or immediately following the NBA playoffs. It went on the air at quarter to one, Chris. Ooh, whoops. Uh, so well, to, apparently it still pulled in a decent rating in that Yeah, 600,000 viewers, which considering that's about what NXT did this week, yeah. it's, not a, it's not a bad uh, bad situation. Uh, what is definitely worth checking out from that, though, was the first match of said card, uh, Ben Carter versus Scorpio Sky. Ben Carter is, like, the hottest prospect in pro wrestling right now. Um He's, Which is funny because I hadn't heard of him before last week. <laughs> he he's uh, he's actually weirdly enough a Seth Rollins trainee. Really? Uh, yeah the uh, the Black and Brave School. Uh, it's where he comes from. He's originally from the UK. Came to the US to train in pro res. Went to Seth Rollins School and then just started working. Um, he at his coffee shop. Uh, <laughs> maybe that's what he does with the trainees i don't know yeah, but, uh, he grinds the beans by hand yes that's how he's got the muscles yes uh but uh he he was actually scouted by of all people brit baker Brit oh, baker brit with the good eye uh brit baker apparently got uh bored one day and threw on uh uh independent wrestling.tv and uh it was a GCW show that was on the air and Ben Carter was in the match. She really liked him and she said, we need to get this guy on dark. And he's had a few dark matches, including one against Lee Johnson this week, which was freaking dope. And then he had this killer match with Scorpio Sky. Scorpio ends up going over, but yeah. it was just uh, a real showcase for him, his skills and ability. And, you know, even with the Seth Rollins connection, I hope AEW sends that dude a deal real soon because he's great. Once he gets a couple negative tests. Yes, of course. Uh, also in the late night dynamite, uh, Anna J ended up beating Brandy Rhodes in a match that was way better than it should have been. And Anna J won clean with the Queen nice. Slayer submission. Um, and uh, then the main event was Sean Spears versus Matt Seidel. And Sean Spears won with a loaded glove. Okay. Shouldn't it have been Nakazawa versus Matt Seidel? Isn't that you the, would think the BTE so based story? off of the BTE stuff. But yeah. Not so much. Anyway. Sean Spears uh, got to show up on your TV uh, once every six weeks contractually. Yes. So we had a major change to Dynamite the afternoon prior to Dynamite. As we said before, Lance Archer had a positive COVID test. The original main event tossed out. It was supposed to be Team Archer of uh, Lance Archer, Ricky Starks, and Brian Cage against Team Mox. It was going to be John Moxley, Will Hobbs, and Darby Allen. Dobby. Instead, they called in Audible. They picked up the uh, the hanging chat of storylines, and we were going to get John Moxley defending the AEW title against a man who never got eliminated from the Casino Battle Royale, Eddie Kingston, as your new main event, which, as uh, avid listeners of this podcast would know, made me start running around my living room naked. It was a great yes. moment for me. Oh, my. Yes. <laughs> but... Uh, just, just yelled in a primal scream and all your clothes ripped off? Yeah, they just they just popped off. This is why yeah. I wear tearaway pants at all times. Uh, so, Got those Tai Chi pants happening over there? Exactly. <laughs> so so you, you, you finish a chore and then you just rip your pants off and throw them around? Woo! 
Yeah, I <laughs> threw them in a tree saying I'd never need them again. And your wife's there like, what the fuck are you? What's wrong yeah. with you? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the show kicked off with a tag match. It was Kip Sabian and the best man, Miro, making his yeah. AEW debut against a team of Joey Janela and Sonny Kiss. This match was a little sloppy at times, I got to admit. Um, yeah. Not not a, a great match by any means, but Miro looked beastly and also mm-hmm. sold like a motherfucker. I thought he legit broke his ankle or something. Well, I think he like tweaked it, yeah. didn't he? Uh, it was all selling. He's fine. It was all selling. It I was thought, all I selling. Was... Oh. He's he's so fucking good at selling. But uh, those we... Bulgarians, man, they'll yeah. they'll sell you. They'll sell a ketchup popsicle to a woman in white gloves. <laughs> but uh, the. Uh, the accolade is back as he's now calling it game over because he streams video games, Chris. Yeah. I get uh, it. He uh, choked out Sunny Kiss and a nice win there for the Sabian Miro team. Okay. All right. I like game over, but doesn't somebody, the Kenta has a, yeah, move Kenta has over, a, right? that's Submission? what he calls his uh, version of the yes lock, the little bell yeah. lock. Okay. Um, so Eddie right. Kingston came out and just, you know what? It's time to sell a match that we got an afternoon of build on. And he fucking did. He said, you know, he and Mox get be cut from the same cloth. But Mox sold out, became a sports entertainer, selling his soul for the de- to the devil. And he wanted yeah. Mox to come out and face him. Mox comes out. Security ke- team keeps him apart. Short, simple, sweet. Maybe want to watch the match. Loved it. Sorry, I just had a text. Um, yeah, no, I, I, I enjoyed it as well. Um, you know, Mox exited that area he was in with so much piss and vinegar in his look that I was like, okay, yeah. I'm hype. Let's do this. Yes. Then Kenny Omega came out and joined the commentary desk because surprise, surprise, it was another Hangman Page singles match as it was Hangman Page versus Evil Uno. This was really good. Uh, yeah. Evil Uno has improved by leaps and bounds uh, since Dynamite has started. And True. Uh, I, I thought uh, th- this was great, but uh, Page ends up winning with a buckshot lariat. Very, very nice match. I... I I gotta say, uh, I'm enjoying Kenny's character building on commentary. I've seen, I've heard some people kind of hemming and hawing about it, but I've enjoyed it. He's, yeah, he's he's okay when he's, you know, when he's pushing his story. And I feel like this is true of um, a lot of the elites, or maybe it's just, you know, I, it's the, the kind of bad acting that kind of <laughs> comes through when you're when you're trying to trying to sell how upset and you kind of purposefully stumble upon your words sort of thing mm-hmm, it mm-hmm. oh the overacting bit of it is just it's, it's it's a bit much you should probably you know kenny did that the bucks did that in there was that on bte or on dynamite i don't even remember everything's burning together these days um <laughs> When they were talking about, you know, the how, why they, no, it was on the show because it was Tony. It was Nick and Tony. Yes. Which was the next segment. It was Matt Matt and Tony. And And, uh, he said, you know, fans might have noticed he and Nick have been acting out of character lately. And then he just grabs Tony's phone and smashes it and then gives him money and says, go and upgrade your phone. I I mean, the character work, I enjoyed the performance, you know. Yeah. Could use a little little fine tuning there. Um, who does does anybody do any kind of promo class over there? Uh, if I'm to believe BTE, they have one and they ask uh, Eddie Kingston to cut promos on cookies. So. That was fantastic. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. I, 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 you know, maybe it, you know, it just needs a little fine tuning. Yeah, uh, but no. I'm I'm picking nits here. 
No, no disagreement. Then we had the TNT Championship match as Brody Lee defended against Orange Cassidy. Uh, this is basically uh, Brody just destroying Orange Cassidy for most of the match. OC shows babyface fire at the end, which I thought was really good. John Silver ends up jumping in, a tiny muscly child that he is. Uh, OC hits him with the orange punch, but that gives Brody Lee the distraction he needs to hit the power bomb, and it just gets Lariat for the pin. And then post-match, we get the big, long Cody entrance as Cody is back and he's got dark hair. And apparently he's really into zoot suits now. He's got a big watch chain. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cody's quest for vengeance. Yes. Uh, Cody beats up some Dark Order randos while uh, Brody Lee escapes. Um, effective angle. I'm surprised it happened this quick, if I'm honest. Yeah. But... Uh, the thing that made it totally worthwhile to me was as soon as we got back from commercial, Brody Lee is cutting the promo of a fucking lifetime. Yeah. Absolutely. Motherfucking Cody. Uh, just saying, you know, uh, what, what kind of man are you sent Dustin out? You send Brandy out to do your work. He says, what type of man are you that Brandy's posting thirst, thirst traps on Instagram and calling yeah. me daddy. And, uh, he pulls out how he made that work. Yes. Yes. We, we, it, like it, it felt incongruent, but it worked yeah. perfectly. And then he pulls out a dog collar and uh, challenges him to a dog collar match. He's giving Cody a week to respond. Fuck. Yeah. Just yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Fuck. Yeah. Super effective pro wrestling storytelling right there. I was way into it. Now, after that, though, some less effective pro wrestling storytelling as it was Matt Hardy and private party out into the ring. Matt Hardy talking about it, it, it being his birthday. As great as Matt Hardy's baby face, uh, I'm hurt, but I'm going to be okay promo was a few weeks ago. This yeah. is the opposite of that. Yeah, this was not very good. Dude got lost. Dude forgot his lines. Dude had to repeat himself a few different times. Yeah. And, and the other thing is, and I think we've talked about this, there are some weeks when Matt Hardy comes out, he looks totally fine. There are other times Matt Hardy walks out and he looks like he's 80. Yeah. This was one of those weeks. Yeah. So he comes out, he looks like he hurts like hell. And then he talks like he's got a degenerative brain disorder. And I'm just, <laughs> I'm concerned about Matt Hardy. He's got that Ishii gait where like yes. every, every step just Existence looks like pain. pain. Yeah. Yes. Pretty yeah. much. Not, uh, yeah, not great. The, the promo, uh, just his part alone was not good, but then Jericho and Hager come out and then they bring Sammy back out. And then, uh, Quinn and Cassidy get the talk as well. This segment seemed like it was two hours long. Yeah, it, it went forever. Quinn and Cassidy, I, look, I get it. They have to be given opportunities yeah. to talk in a live mic, to get better at talking in a live mic. Neither one's ready for that. But uh, Cassidy wants a one-on-one match with Jericho. So, sure. Sure, why not? I'll uh, watch that. Totally. And then speaking of promos that really weren't as effective as they should have been, uh, FTR and Tully Blanchard come out for a promo and saying that uh, the, the tag matches from now on will uh, be 20 minutes, that uh, you have 20 minutes to beat them. If you don't beat them in 20 minutes, the match is over. And they said the, it's an the, interesting gimmick. It, it, it harkens back to something Tully did when he was TV champion back in the day. Okay. So, All right. I was going to say this has to be some allusion to NWA days or Crockett or something like that. Definitely is. You know it. You know yeah. it, Chris. Uh, yeah. So, um, you know, they they uh, they mentioned that they're going to be going against SCU next week. And another team they might be going against is Best Friends. Best Friends come out. 
Uh, they want a match. They want it right then and there. FTR acts like they're ready to do it. Here comes uh, a ref. They go to ring the bell and cash yeah. bails and says, hey, look, it's not fair to best friends. You know, you need to heal up. You guys just had this crazy brawl last week. Yeah. We don't want to hurt you too bad. So uh, effective bit of healing. I do want to see best friends versus FTR. But um, yeah, the, the, the beginning of it was pretty ugly. The heel who thinks he's a face. Love it. Yes. Uh, and then we had Thunder Rosa and Hikaru Shida against. Uh, they have a Diam- tag name. Diamante and Ivelisse. Don't they have a tag name like yeah. Las Sicarias or something like that? I feel sure. Like that. But yeah, Ivelisse and Diamante. Um, Ivelisse continuing to not really uh, work a match. <laughs> but um, the moments that worked were pretty good. Uh, Rosa and Shida go over clean. Yeah. Uh, and Rosa tweets about not having anything on the books in October. So again, mm. give her a contract, coward Tony. Um, well, he, she's already under contract. It's a little more than yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Um, Get her to break her contract and then hire her. Yeah, I'm sure William Patrick Corgan yeah. buy can, a uh, case can work. Yeah. of melancholy and the infinite sadness immediately, Tony. Just Tony just needs to offer uh, Billy a residency at the uh, at Daly's place. Yes. Once everything opens back up. Yes. So you can do a week of shows like who's going <laughs> to see the Smashing Pumpkins more than once in a week? Uh, yeah. Nobody. Yeah, I know. Right. Uh, Dasha Gonzalez. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Steve Huber. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> Dasha Gonzalez back in the back with Chris Jericho saying back uh, back. saying that, you know, uh, he will give Isaiah Cassidy his match next week. And here comes MJF. And they did their uh, their mutual appreciation society to do again. They're talking about how much they love each other. And then the, collectively they said, so why did you call me a loser? Which was just <laughs> great. I, I know it's a slow burn to yes. a match, maybe revolution next year or something like that. But I'm I'm really enjoying their back and forth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just peppered in every couple weeks, just little little bits here because they're both really good characters and are yes. really good at performing their characters. So, yeah, it works out really well. Yep. So next week for Dynamite, we got Jericho versus Cassidy, a Britt Baker match, Ricky Starks versus Darby Allen, FTR versus SCU and a John Moxley appearance. And then they also announced on October 7th. And this is why we aren't getting the Dynamite anniversary on the 7th. We're getting it on the 14th. It's going to be the 30 years of Jericho celebration. I mean, how are they going to do that when 25 I, of those I, years were spent or 20 of those years were spent in WWE? I have no idea. I, 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 at the very least, you know what? They might get Lance Storm to show up. Yeah. I mean, if know, he can get out of the country, yeah, if he, if he, he go get back in the to country, Canada? you know, that's a great point. Maybe it'll be a video message from Lance Storm. Yeah. yeah we'll yeah. see what I'd happens. Um, and then uh, our main event, John Moxley, Eddie Kingston. Uh, Kingston decided to go full G1 on this this one as uh, work rate Eddie. Yeah, as uh, Eddie and Mox just beat the shit out of each other, including uh, Kingston getting a gigantic purple bruise on his back during the match, which looked yeah. brutal as hell. Um, uh, Kingston ends up getting choked out, no tap out, just passed out uh, mm-hmm. after uh, Moxley avoided two spinning back fists. A uh, very, very good match. And then after the match, here comes Penta and Ray Phoenix to attack Moxley. Will Hobbs runs out for the save. Penta and Phoenix recover layout. Hobbs, here comes Darby Allen. Allen goes after uh, Phoenix and Penta. Ricky Starks runs in. 
hits a spear on Darby Allen, hits him with a skateboard, and then all the heels stand tall together. It was kind of the old ECW special of, hey, I'm feuding with this guy. Well, I'm feuding with this guy, but I'm feuding with this guy. So let's all just fight each other. And fans, we got to go. So this made me think that I need to see the following matches. Yes. Uh, Pentagon versus John Moxley. Yes. Pentagon versus Darby Allen. Yes. Phoenix versus Darby Allen. Yes. Phoenix versus John Moxley. Yes. Um, John Moxley versus uh, Ricky Starks. Yes. Um, and who else came out? Oh, Hobbs. I'll, yeah. I'll take Hobbs Pentagon or Hobbs Phoenix or Hobbs Starks. Let's let's run all of them. And Why I'll the say, hell not? I want to see all those matches. And and I want to see Taz versus a very tall shelf. I can't get the peanut butter down. <laughs> brother! Brother! Give me that PP! I need it! PP <laughs> if you can! Survive if I let you! <laughs> the Roughhouse Podcast is a weekly podcast. Follow us at Roughhouse SGW on Twitter and Facebook.com slash the Roughhouse Podcast. Become a donor to The Rough House at patreon.com slash The Rough House Podcast. And check out our videos at youtube.com backslash channel backslash capital U C E G J 2 1 N lowercase w capital G lowercase k capital P M lowercase L capital D N 7 lowercase C 3 lowercase R lowercase F U V Q. This is the, the Rough House, Rough House uh, podcast with Justin and Christoph. That's it. Fuck Christoph. He's terrible with his information. Okay. Hey, this is The Rock. Shut your mouth, jabronis, and listen up, because this is the Rough House podcast with Justin and my least favorite man on the planet, Christoph. And Marty? The preceding presentation was brought to you by The Realm Network. WWE, WWE WWE.com, and WWE Network subscribers, we, the WWE, have listened, and we've decided to take some of your suggestions to heart. A three-hour Raw? Well, how about this? A four-fucking-hour Raw! You're getting a four-fucking-hour! You thought that Jerry Springer shit was a little bit much? How about this? Jerry Springer, Melissa Rivers, and that fucking weirdo that always does the Bravo Real Housewives end-of-season recaps, they're all coming out for one fucking hour. Deal with that shit. Think three hours is too long? How about this fuck nut? 240 minutes of bullshit and you're getting half the matches. Huh? You enjoy seeing Dolph Ziggler? Well, suck a dick! We just traded him to TNA. Here at WWE, we like to pay attention to your suggestions. For example, why not bring up the NXT women's roster to bolster a floundering WWE Divas division? That's why we listen, fuckheads, and everyone one's fired bringing in she-males fresh from thailand we got chicks they got dicks and they can compete in all the different divisions cruiserweight it's back you'll never see it defended hardcore it's back you'll never see it defended we're making more fucking belts that's right you want shit combined into one title fuck you that's our message wwe 9.99 a month fuck you the wwe would like to thank you for transitioning from generation to generation from superstars to attitude to ruthless aggression to the all-new WWE Fuck You era. Available now on the WWE Network. WWE. Fuck you.